welcome back to Stripped Astrology with Sarah. So today we will be stripping the astrology of the week. So we will be covering the week of July 17th to July 23rd. So this week is really insane, guys. Like we got a lot of intense shit going on this week. And what's crazy, you know, is that almost all of this stuff is like the type of astrology that doesn't like occur often. And it's just like all happening in the same week. So, you know, some good, some not so good but like nothing that we can't work with you know there will be some nice astrology that like helps us start new beginnings and also some astrology that helps us like reflect on our past and the patterns that we tend to repeat and like not get out of so I have to say that like all of it is stuff that like will really impact us and our future and it's really pushing us to like stay close to what our heart like truly desires so that being said let's get into it so because we got a lot going on I'm going to cover like the big things and also some things that maybe aren't so big but I feel like are important to the overall theme this week but if I cover it all like we'll just be here forever and like I really don't want to bore you guys so on Monday which is today we will start with the new moon and cancer so I talked a bit about this new moon in my July update episode and I mentioned that you know it's an important one because it's sitting at a tight opposition to the planet Pluto which gives it like a really deep energy. So this will help us like come to terms with what it is that we are really craving in life. And you know, since that new moon is in the sign of cancer, which is like one of the most emotional and intuitive signs of the zodiac, that means that this new moon will like really help us to uncover our heart's desires and really listen to what our intuition is telling us. So I'm hoping, you know, that it will help us all to like really get to the bottom of what it is that we are craving in life and like figure out ways in how we can achieve that. So, you know, it's like starting a new plan for ourselves, you know, because new moons are all about new beginnings. So it's a great time to like figure out like what we want and then start taking like the actions, you know, to achieve those things. And then hopefully by the time we like reach the next full moon, we will feel like we are one step closer toward that goal. And like I said, you know, since this is a new moon in cancer, like I really want you guys to listen to your heart and intuition above your mind this time. And like don't be afraid to like dig deep since it's sitting at that opposition to Pluto and Pluto is all about like uncovering something that should remain hidden so even if it feels like oh shit you know like I don't want to go there that's too emotional or like I just fear digging into that part of me like just keep going because it will pay off later trust me and this is really the perfect time to discover like what you feel you are missing out on in life and what would make you happiest you know, like close your eyes, take a deep breath and like think to yourself during this new moon, like what do I really want? Like what would make me feel fulfilled if I had this in my life? Then when you come to terms with that, like think about what ways you can go about getting that for yourself and try not to let your fears hold you back. So that's like the best advice I can give you for this new moon in Cancer. And keep in mind that if you're going to use this new moon to like build or start something new for yourself, you know, since new moons are like usually used in that way, just keep in mind 
mind that it won't be something small, okay? Like it will be something intense. So either way, I encourage you to at least, you know, dig into the energy and experience what it gives you. And if you want to pursue it, then go for it. Just be prepared that it might feel a bit challenging. And, you know, you could also just skip this new moon in the sense that you like don't set any intentions for it, but you just use that energy to kind of like explore your options and get to know yourself better and like what you crave in life. Also keep in mind that um, I mentioned this on my uh, July update episode that on the same day this new moon in Cancer is taking place, the nodes change signs to Aries and Libra. So I talked about the nodes and how the nodes are where eclipse always happen and I went into great detail about that so definitely check out the July update episode if you're interested in learning more about what it means you know when the nodes change signs and also to learn more about like how eclipses affect us because I go into detail about that in that episode but I'll give you guys a quick summary about what happens when the nodes change signs you know for those of you who didn't hear it or don't have time to listen to it all now so pretty much you know, when the nodes change signs, which they do about every year and a half, it means that we're going to start a new chapter and it means that we're entering like a different area in our life that will like go through like an intense life change, you know, because eclipses are always like big life changes, either like starting something new, which is like during a solar eclipse or letting something go, which occurs during a lunar eclipse. So, you know, the last sign the nodes were in was Taurus and Scorpio. So we had eclipses in those areas for the last year and a half. And now we're moving into the Aries Libra chapter. So we've already started, you know, the first eclipse in that chapter, which was on April 19th, which was a solar eclipse in Aries. And, you know, eclipses do that a lot where they'll like start in the sign um, that is part of the next chapter before the last is over. So that one happened before we finished the whole Taurus Scorpio chapter. And that was a nice one since it was a solar eclipse. So like, especially for people who have strong Aries placements in their birth charts, birth charts, sorry, they probably, you know, went through like a big life change or like started a new uh, chapter in their lives, you know, during that time, like maybe a new job or relationship or something like that. And that was also like the first eclipse in Aries that we've had near the North Node in a couple of decades. So that was when the North Node was still in Taurus, like I mentioned. Now that the North Node has moved into Aries and the South Node has moved into Libra as of today, which is Monday. So that means that the part of your chart that contains Aries is going to go through like an, an increased amount of energy. It's going to have an increased like desire. It's going to feel like it wants to like, you know, go ahead with like whatever it feels like it's passionate about and you're going to have like more courage to do something bold and exciting. And then on the other hand, you know, the part of your chart that contains Libra is going to be hosting the South Node and the South Node, you know, is all about like release and letting go. And the South Node is also about like coming to terms with something that like needs to be like let go from your life. So the area of your chart that contains Libra is definitely going to um, be going through like a big like clean sink or clearing of something. And we haven't had an eclipse near the South Node in Libra this year yet. So the beginning of that will be this October. So it's really important to know the part of your chart that contains Aries and Libra and like which house in your chart Aries 
Aries and Libra falls in. You know, that way you can figure out how these eclipses will really affect you. And if you need help figuring that stuff out, like don't hesitate to DM me on any of my social media pages or email me at stripedastrology at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to like discuss that further with you and like help you figure out how these eclipses, you know, will affect you since these new set of eclipses will shift like things in our life. So like a part of the focus in our life, you know, starts to shift to those areas, you know, to the parts of our chart and therefore, you know, the areas of our life that are being worked by this nodal shift in Aries and Libra. And again, like I said, if you want to learn more about the nodes changing signs and like to learn more about how eclipses affect us, then check out my July update episode. And also before the next eclipse, which is isn't until October, um, which will be a solar eclipse in Libra. Before that, I will be discussing it again, you know, in further detail. All right, then also on Monday, we have Mercury squaring Jupiter, which is happening now. And that is something that isn't like as big as the new moon or the nodes changing signs, but it's still important because it gives us this type of energy that feels like really uplifting and exciting. And you might even get some like big news today that like feels optimistic, you know, since Jupiter is all about like optimism and abundance. So when Mercury, you know, the planet of all things communication, when it squares Jupiter, it kind of gives off that energy that brings good news or exciting news or even like exciting conversations that help you get to the bottom of something that like you've been curious about for a while. So something along those lines. All right. So that's Monday. And then the next thing that happens this week will be on Thursday. And it's something that will have like a really heavy impact on us. So that will be Mars making an opposition to Saturn. And we're going to be feeling that aspect all week. And you probably already felt it a bit last week too, like when Mars changed signs into Virgo last Monday, the 10th of July. So we've been like leading up to this moment from July 10th till now. And this is like the first time that Mars and Saturn are making an opposition in mutable signs. So Saturn just entered Pisces back in March of this year. So that signaled like a new kind of setup for Saturn. And you know, it's crazy. And it's not like that great of an aspect, you know, because Mars and Saturn are like almost like enemies, you know, they really don't like each other, because they have such opposite energies, you know, like Mars is all about passion, desire, and like taking impulsive actions. And then Saturn is all about like limitations, future planning, restrictions, you know, that type of thing. So you could picture it as like a child and a parent, you know, like Mars representing the child and Saturn representing the parent. It's like the child wants to have fun, you know, pursue their desires and passions. Meanwhile, the parent is like placing restrictions on the child, setting up rules and like making obstacles. That way the child isn't able to like just pursue their desires, you know, without like any consequences or restrictions. So you can think of this time as like bringing up your desires and the feeling like a feeling like all these restrictions and limitations that are placed on you like make it all that more difficult to pursue your passions so that can be you know like super frustrating so my advice to you is to try to be conscious that this time will pass eventually and rather than being annoyed by it and like let it affect you in a negative way like try to take note of all the things that you really want to do and like what are the limitations that aren't allowing you to pursue those things and then you know 
try to make a plan on like how you can gradually accomplish those things by removing some of those limitations from your life. So as much as it's shitty, you know, to think about, it will help you like a great deal in the long run to be happier with your life. You know, since I at least think that one of the worst things in life is like not being able to pursue what makes us happy because, you know, some outside like limitation or obligation is like making it so we can't do what we want. So definitely think about that and you will be able to figure out ways to take some of that load off your plate so you can pursue what you want. And Mars being in Virgo can really help with that, you know, since Virgo loves to analyze and it loves to plan things out. And Virgo is also really good at like removing things from your life that doesn't need to be there. And is like, it's only doing you more harm than good. So also my advice to you during this week is to just like, take it easy. You know, don't make too many commitments. Take time for yourself to like spend alone and do things that you enjoy doing because if you overwhelm yourself this week with like many tasks or obligations then you're only going to feel more frustrated and it could lead to you like lashing out on people and like losing your temper easily and just feeling more frustrated overall so yeah i just like highly recommend that also um, just putting this out there, like if you have any like addiction issues, try not to get caught up in a spiral because, you know, this aspect is known to cause people to like relapse, you know, from how frustrating it can be. So just keep reminding yourself, you know, that time will pass. And like I said, you know, do things that make you happy, hobbies that you like to do, or just take a trip and go like relax by the beach, you know, kind of unwind in ways that like won't harm you in the long run, but rather help to heal you. So there's like, you know, this challenging psychological shit that we're like working with during this Mars opposing Saturn transit. And because it's occurring in two mutable signs and, you know, mutable signs are known to be flexible in nature. So I would advise you to like look where things are changeable or movable and then focus on changing some things around to like a better fit your needs. But also, like I mentioned, you know, do not overload yourself this week. And I said that last week too. So, you know, just give yourself some extra space to like work through whatever challenges you're facing. And the thing about these difficult aspects, you know, like this Mars Saturn one is that they bring intense clarity into our lives and you'll feel like, oh, okay, like this is the shit in my life that is causing me trouble or like limiting me to do what I want. And now I've got to choose which option will be the best to move forward in order to like remove this obstacle from my life. Or how can I like reorganize my schedule so I can have more time to do what I truly crave in life. So try thinking about that in a logical way and think of a good strategy to overcome whatever situation it may be for you. You know, like, how do I like win this game? You know, think about it as a game, like given all these challenges and obstacles that are in my way. So thinking of it as a game is probably the best way to come up with advantages that will help you achieve your end goal, if that makes any sense. But like, you know, like do so with integrity, you know, like don't cheat your way to the top. And that's really how you're going to win in the end is to like uphold your morals, but also come to like make the best choice for that situation that makes you come out as a winner. But at the same time, you like didn't sacrifice anyone else's happiness or feelings to get to that place. So I hope you guys can make something of that advice. <laughs> like I know it may be a bit confusing to you, um, but yeah, try to make the most you can of that advice with this Mars Saturn transit. 
And then moving on to the next thing we got this week will be on Friday. So on Friday, the sun will make an opposition to Pluto. So this is like the same kind of aspect that was present, you know, during the new moon, uh, which was today or is going to happen, you know, tonight. But it will really like reach its peak by Friday. So that will again feel like a deep moment where something gets uncovered and where we're like faced with some kind of power struggle, you know, something that feels like, okay, that shit's sneaky and then there's something that could like get exposed in relation to that feeling of sensing of sensing you know that something like malicious or sneaky is going on around you and like a light is being reflected on something that's usually hidden from your view then during that same time the sun will also make a square to the nodes which just entered the cardinal signs of aries and libra and this is happening during the very end of cancer season so right before the sun moves into to the sign of Leo. So it feels quite important. And since we are right in the middle of eclipses right now, like we're at the exact midpoint between the last eclipse in Aries and the next one that will be happening in Libra in October. So it will be a moment where something gets revealed that feels faded in nature, you know, like much like how eclipses are faded. This also feels faded because it's like an aspect that touches the nodes, which is where eclipses always happen. And also because like I said it's the midpoint between the first eclipse to the second eclipse in this Aries Libra cycle so Friday overall you know feels like we should really pay attention to any shadow areas in our life and it might feel like a suspicious day overall but something will be revealed by the end which opens our eyes to something that was hidden and keep in mind that it might be something that doesn't like directly relate to you like it could be something with your family with your friends or even something on like a larger scale so yeah, crazy stuff happening this week and a lot of it might feel extreme in many ways and intense and the overall feeling or theme of things I would say is like things being revealed to us, whether that be things in our subconscious, you know, due to the new moon and cancer and the fact that it's opposing Pluto or things related to like that whole Mars Saturn opposition, like revealing to us our deepest desires and the restrictions that hold us back from reaching them. And also, you know, the sun opposing Pluto and the sun squaring the nodes that just changed signs and that revealing to us, you know, some kind of hidden truth. So I feel like this whole week is really deep and it focuses on uncovering all kinds of things that are like getting, you know, things exposed and revealed. Like we're literally stripping it down for real this week, guys, you know, but at the same time, we will be coming out of it stronger, you know, realizing things about ourselves and those around us that we've been shutting out for a while now. And it might be related to something that happened in the last eclipse or it could be related to what's coming up in the next eclipse that's in a couple of months but that's not it for this week guys i'm not done with you yet <laughs> like i know you're probably like okay sarah like that's enough bitch please like what more do you want to fucking overwhelm us with but sorry like don't blame it on me you know blame it on the universe guys i'm just the fucking messenger here but yeah you ready for it because yeah you fucking guessed it it's that fucking Venus goes retrograde, which is by far the biggest astrology of this year. And it's happening during an already crazy, fucked up, hectic week where the nodes change signs and Mars makes an opposition to Saturn. And like all those three things are like very important astrology and definitely biggest astrology of the year. All like I said, happening this week. But oh, well, you know, we just got to deal with it. All right. 
So Venus stations retrograde in the fixed sign of Leo this Saturday. You know, Leo is dramatic and theatrical. It's ruled by the sun. So it loves, loves, loves attention. You know, so Venus retrograde will focus on our relationships and how we view and value each other. And it helps us like get our priorities straight when it comes to our relationships. You know, Venus retrograde is like a major moment in astrology, but also personally. And like what it teaches us is always how to go back and kind of like, you know, reclaim something or reclaim a part of ourselves that has felt like rejected or neglected. It's also a sense of like being in like a deep personal journey where we kind of reclaim something we desire or like something that like lies deep in our heart. You know, also the sign of Leo rules the heart and the planet Venus is all about relationships. So it just feels almost kind of like poetic in a sense, you know, and in our own personal life, it's like we're reclaiming our own unique self-expression like when it comes to you know our erotic energy and our desires and what does it look like to do that work in our relationships like on a really deep and sincere kind of way like really you know being honest with the people that we love about like what we want and how we may be feeling like are we feeling undervalued or underappreciated in a sense so you know the really like the best thing you can do during venus retrograde is not only only like be honest with yourself but be honest with your loved ones and don't ignore how you're feeling during that time because like I said ignoring it isn't going to make it go away it will only make the outcome worse and something will happen that is out of your control so what does it look like to be in a relationship you know where again we are really clear on what we value and what can we accomplish when we do that and then Leo season starts so then we will have both Venus and the sun will be in the sign of Leo. So it will be a bit of a dramatic time this Leo season, but it will definitely help us get to the root of something and help us heal it. It's also a great time to value yourself since Venus loves to be adored and Leo loves attention. So it's a good time to like really pamper yourself and like give yourself the love you deserve. Also, another thing to keep in mind is that Venus's color is green and Leo's color is gold, you know, like the vibrant kind of like yellows, oranges, reds, you know, that like relate to the sun since the sun is Leo's ruler. So you can bring, you know, some of those green and goldish colors into your wardrobe during that time to kind of honor those transits and it will help you maybe feel more at peace, maybe. Who knows, but give it a try. You know, I don't want to go into too much detail about Venus retrograde during this episode because this episode's already long enough, you know, given all that we've got going on this week. So before the 22nd, I will definitely post an episode that will talk about Venus retrograde in more detail. And we will talk about what each sign can expect from it, how it will affect us, and everything that you guys need to know to prepare you for that time. All right, then last thing this week, finally... We got Chiron stationing retrograde. So Chiron, I don't really focus on Chiron stuff because it's not really a planet. It's like a large asteroid. But um, it's still important to note when Chiron goes retrograde. You know, it's not like the biggest deal. Like it's not like something like Venus retrograde. But when Chiron does go retrograde, it really does pull focus on like a wound that we're working on healing. Healing, You know, Chiron is known as like the wounded healer. So it really helps us to focus on our wounds and how we can heal those wounds. Or like the pain that we've yet to acknowledge, you know, can kind of peak during that time. So it will really 
kind of slow um, our thought process down, you know, because retrogrades always kind of slow us down to really focus on whatever wounds we have inside of us and how we can go about healing those wounds. Then at the end of the week, which will be the last thing I promise you guys, is Mercury making a square to Uranus, which will also feel like a little bit of shocking news comes to light. So everything is really kind of centered around the same theme this week, like I mentioned, you know, like discovering yourself and discovering things around you. And it's really an eye opening week altogether. And, you know, we're already dealing with like Venus retrograde stuff. So it does feel like a kind of challenging week overall. And it might not be for you personally, because it will affect, you know, some people more than others. But what I want to say before I end this episode is to, again, be aware of that Mars opposing Saturn aspect that happens on Thursday and don't overwhelm yourself this week you know if you ever feel agitated or you're starting to get annoyed at people or things easily like I've already been feeling that this week then just step back if you can and take a short break take some time for yourself to like recharge gather your thoughts so yeah and again guys please please if you need anything like help with anything at all don't hesitate to contact me. Like I can even do live video sessions with you and answer any questions you may have. And it's free, you know, cause I got your back. Don't worry. I love helping people. So if I can just make even the tiniest of difference in your life, that will make me so happy. So please reach out to me if you need anything at all, whether that be like help with relationship stuff, help like understanding aspects better, help understanding, you know, your birth chart better, things like that, anything at all. Okay. And also keep in mind, I have a master's in psychology, so I can really help you guys with like things that you may feel like you're struggling through or like anything astrology related or psychology related. So reach out to me if you need anything and, you know, do some Venus stuff this week, you know, like hang out in areas that Venus energy does well in, you know, such as like bedrooms and gardens, you know, Venus rules bedrooms and gardens. So kind of like, you know, chillax and bed alone or with your lover and surround yourself with like beautiful beauty overall and you know like do some art or even be around art you know get flowers to like put in your home listen to music you know dance sing have fun all those things will support venus energy and make this venus retrograde easier on you so that is a great way to start the venus retrograde because you know a big part of it is really about art and creative self-expression on many levels so guys that is it for stripping the astrology of this week i really hope this episode helped you guys figure out ways to make the best of these transits and you know um i don't want you to be worried i don't want you to be scared like never fear astrology um rather i want you guys to embrace it and make the most out of every aspect good or bad because overall you will grow from it and discover yourselves at a deeper level and you know some people like my mom for instance you know and other people will sometimes say well like what's the point you know of knowing these things like i would rather not know you know i'm fine not knowing like who cares like why even care to like know something bad before it happens like i just like you know to go buy things like however they come and not know and like my answer you know to people who feel like that is like well you know at the end of course it's your choice you know but I will tell you you know the benefit from knowing you know what aspects are taking place and how they impact us is helpful like on so many levels because we can be prepared you know for what's to come and like handle it in a better way than if we weren't aware of it at all 
Like, you know, take something like Venus retrograde, for instance, you know, say you're not aware of it and you're not like aware of how it will impact you. You're just going to feel like the universe is messing with you and like throwing things at your face constantly. And you don't know why it's happening or like what you can do to fix it. And it will just be annoying. You're going to be like, God, like, why are you doing this to me? God, like, please stop like enough. Like I've learned my lesson. And then, you know, it will just like make you act in a way that can sometimes just make things worse. You know, like say like you make a decision to break up with the person you're with because like you're going through some kind of like internal and external struggle with them. But if you're like aware that this is the effect of Venus retrograde and because of Venus retrograde, it's making you kind of like slow down and think about things like on a deeper level so you can really like grasp what is going wrong in your love life and things that you may be doing wrong like you're not valuing valuing yourself as much you are not like putting yourself in ways that you uh, first like in ways that you should be or you're like you know not giving your lover as much as they deserve and then you can kind of like work together you know to see what way is best to like move forward and not make any like rash decisions you know during retrograde because retrograde should not be a time used to like take action it should be a time of reflection not making you know sudden decisions that will like impact your future greatly and then you find yourself like after retrograde you know coming back and being like oh shit <laughs> like why did I break up with that person like I should have just been patient and things would have gotten better and then when it comes time that you've realized you know that you've made a mistake you know, you've already hurt that person deeply and they've moved on. And even if they do come back to you, you know, they will feel like like they've had a big heartbreak and things won't be the same, like such as, you know, trust between you two won't be the same because rather than sharing how you felt and like working through it, you just push that person away. So yeah, don't make any big decisions during retrograde, just kind of simmer in it, you know, and let your feelings guide you and communicate with each other. You know, I've definitely seen that from um, people I've been with, like um, my Scorpio ex, for instance, I talk a lot about my Scorpio um, man episodes, um, like, he did that with me on I think maybe one or two retrogrades where he just like you know ghosted me suddenly and didn't talk to me and then come after retrograde he came and was like oh sorry I was just going through some shit and like I didn't know what to do and I was just feeling so much crap and I just need to work through it and it's like well motherfucker maybe if you knew it was retrograde you wouldn't have acted that way you wouldn't have just pushed me out and now we're more distant and it's going to be hard for us to like build our relationship again because i felt like you didn't care about my feelings like you were being selfish you only cared about yourself so yeah that's the best way to handle it guys is to not take any extreme actions and to communicate with each other as much as you can so i could go on you know to give you so much more examples about how it benefits you to like you know know like what astrology is going on and all the aspects that are going on in the sky and like how it affects you but at the end you know like i said it's your choice only you will know if you feel a difference like when you know what aspects are taking place and act accordingly or if you feel better you know just like being ignorant to it and just not knowing and that's your call at the end of the day totally all right guys i will leave you on that note also i would like to apologize for being so late and releasing the when your scorpio man goes cold episode like i said my laptop isn't working so it's made me like so behind and i really want to make it like the best episode i can for you guys because it has so much useful info um, in it and it will help you like a great deal in dealing with any scorpio man in the future um so i really want to make it the best it can 
going to be. And I will definitely release it this week, I promise. And then season two will also be starting this week. And yes, I'm going to tell you which sign it will be on. It will be on Capricorn. So, you know, get ready, sea goats, because we are going to strip you down all the way to your little fishy tails. <laughs> and don't forget, like I said, guys, anything at all, reach out to me. Much love. Enjoy this jam-packed crazy week or make the best you can out of it. All right. See you next time. Love you guys. Have a great week.